Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. back on the things we say it's just me and nate in the studio i'm sheldon and i'm nate there we are we are here in a room that greatly resembles a prison cell but it's less dungeony because we have light we have so much light in here now (laughs) i added a lamp and all three of the lights above our head have bulbs in them this is going to dovetail nicely into our topic it is it (laughs) is going to dovetail nicely into our topic but first of all sheldon do you have a did you know i do you do have a did you know did you know that what we call wasabi in the u.s is not really wasabi no do you eat much sushi no Okay. Have that I told you green stuff? Have I told you my sushi story? I would story? love to hear your sushi story. So I had a friend, Devin. You only have one sushi story? I do only have one sushi story. I have okay, a friend, Devin. We got to go for good sushi. See, and this is exactly the conversation that happened with Devin before we went and got sushi. <laughs> and he told me, like, hey, you really need to go try it. I recommend you try this as a starter, you know, whatever. So I go, and they bring it out, set it down. I'm like, okay. I'm not going to be one of those people. I'm just going to, oh, I'm going to take a little bite. Like, I'm going to do what you're supposed to do, dip it in something, put the whole thing in my mouth like you're supposed to do and eat it. I put the first one in my mouth, and it's literally hitting my gag reflex in the restaurant. Like, I am forcing myself not to gag. I muscle it down, swallow it. I think, okay, I'm going to do one more, see if, I, if, if the gag thing is gone. Do the same thing, same thing, gag reflex, whatever. I push it back. I was like, dude, I can't eat this. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, no, don't be. I never tried it. I wanted to try it. I don't like this. So whatever I had that night, which I don't remember what it was, I did not like it. Um, the thing is, I don't mind, like, smoked salmon and things like that. So if right. it's like a raw fish, like, I, I don't think I would yeah. have a problem with that. We'll get to- it, was, it was the rice and seaweed mix that hit my gag reflex. There was something about that. You're allowed to eat it in smaller portions. You don't have to eat the whole thing. Like, you will eventually get there, but I feel like that's part of the problem. Okay. Is eating a whole ton all at once. Well, I would, I would be you willing... Can eat, you can eat smaller amounts, cut it in half or something. I would totally be willing to try sushi with you. <laughs> that's what we got to do. Yeah, I'd, I'm totally willing. Totally I, willing. I had never tried sushi until I was, what, like maybe 27, 26, somewhere in there. I was probably about that age, too. Yeah. 20, and I was 25, like... 26. Yeah, that's usually about when people have enough money (laughs) to stop eating McDonald's. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. No, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. I just wasn't very cultured at all. Oh, man. (laughs) I don't know if sushi is a culture. Is it a cultured thing or is it just a hipster thing? Well, I mean, as far as like you're talking about Americans and how broad of a thing that you will eat. Yeah. It's... Farther from the center than hot dogs. No, that's that's true. <laughs> or pizza. That's true. I think if you... Uh, this is a weird way of thinking about foods, but like for Midwestern Americans, what's in the middle and what's further out? I would put sushi further out yeah, on no, that you're, a, you're, experience. Yeah, no, that's accurate. 
So I'm sorry. I don't want to hijack your digi. No, no. Wasabi. It's okay. Wasabi. Wasabi. Is that green stuff that yeah. comes with sushi? It's kind of hot. The hot, the hot mustardy stuff, if you right. will. I never. I, I don't know. I'm not great with flavors, so I never got mustardy out of it. But yeah. apparently, I'm wrong. True wasabi is a paste made from the grated root of the wasabiya Japokun. I can't say plant <laughs> names, but basically Japanese wasabi. Uh, it's a horseradish-like plant that grows primarily in Japan and China. It also loses its flavor after about 15 to 20 minutes after grating. Huh. So widespread production is virtually impossible. The wasabi typically served in North America is not true wasabi, but a mixture of common horseradish, mustard, starch, and green food coloring. Huh. The other distant difference, authentic wasabi doesn't burn and linger on your tongue the way American wasabi does. So maybe if you would come to Japan with me, we could eat real sushi with real wasabi, and it would be a pleasant experience. I would love to go to Japan. I would love to go back. I would love to go to Japan. But again, I... I now to- knowing what to expect, yeah. Tokyo, I feel like it would be better. The idea of Tokyo freaks me out, though, I will admit. And I know we've talked about this before, but I just... The, every video and picture I've seen of that city... I feel like I would just have a nervous breakdown standing in the middle of all of that because it's just so much all the time. Do you feel the same about like New York? It's got like tons of people. And I feel that way about packed times, together. I feel that way about Times Square. Okay, so tightly packed together crowds is not. No, that doesn't bother not me. Anything. Okay. No, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, but yeah, that I feel yeah that, that kind of freaks me out a little. But anyway, yes, that is interesting. I did not know that. I did not know that. You're, you're good at the did you knows that I didn't actually know. Mm. Yeah. So do you change all the light bulbs in your house? You mean when it is time to change light bulbs, am I the one that does it? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Is that how you know you're a dad? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, this is what the topic is going to be. If you, if you didn't read this before you... Uh, you tapped if you're on not it. in the habit of reading titles we're gonna, or show we're gonna, notes. We're going to talk about the moments that we really were like, yep, I'm a dad now. I'm a dad. I'm a dad. Um, I think that is one of my, yeah, uh, light bulbs and furnace filters <laughs> are, are a couple of the things. Um, I, I guess this has to go back to, to the first thing I would say, which was the, the moment that I felt like I was a husband oh, for the okay. first time. So I have to back up to that. So... Obviously, there are many things that you could point to and say, yes, I'm a husband. But there was one particular thing where my wife and I had a conversation and then a thing happened. So I had told her before it was it was the day of I had reminded her not to put potato peels down the garbage disposal. And I don't even remember why I reminded her of that that day. But I get a call while I'm at work. She is panicking because the sink is filling up with water and she doesn't know what to do and it's it's going to overflow you, you know she can't get it to go down all this stuff so i come home i live like a mile i work like a mile from my house i come home and there are just potato peels everywhere in this water it's murky brown and whatever i'm like what did you do well i was just putting potato peels down the garbage disposal we just talked about this and i told you not oh yeah i forgot so pull apart the pipes pull out all of the offending uh potato peels and then it all drained and it was fine you know it was messy but it, it you got it taken care of and that was the first moment where i went well i am officially a husband 
I specifically said, hey, let's not do this thing. And then the thing happened within hours, and I had to come fix it. And I was oh, like, that was I thought my f- you were going to say that you felt like you were a husband because you took apart the, the disposal oh, no, and that put was it totally, back together. That I was called, called upon to be the one to come and do it. <laughs> right. Although I think Kayla would have been perfectly competent to do it. She just didn't know what she needed to do. And I had, right. I had had that exact experience before when I had done that. So I knew, don't do that again. That's the good thing about me. I usually only make really bad mistakes once. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But that was the moment I was like, yes, I feel like a husband. This was a, this was a husband moment and thing that I had to come do. So that yeah. was my first like kind of big life transition moment that I had with, with that kind of thing. I know for sure that I'm a dad when I drive around and look at other people's yards. Yes. And then I see my own and I'm like, do I feel good or bad about myself based upon how my yard looks? I mostly I'm just <laughs> realizing that I notice yards. Yes. Like I literally looked out the I went out of my parents' house today and just thought to myself, "Man, their grass just looks so good." And I'm like, "Did that just go through my head? Why did that go Why through my I head?" Why do I care about grass? No right one now. cares about grass <laughs> when you're a kid. Grass is for playing on. Yes. And that's it. Nothing and for washing more. off of your dirty feet before you get inside and yes. things like that. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, light bulbs, furnace filters, um, just yard work in general. Uh, you know, my my dad always kind of liked doing the yard work, so we never really got to do it much at home. We didn't really mow. You know, we would maybe every once in a while convince him to let us do it. So moving into our home and being the guy who is responsible for mowing the yard and doing the edging. And, you know, um, I, I actually feel like I kind of took a five-year hiatus from doing some dad things because being in school, I just, between school full, full-time essentially, work full-time, and then coming, like, I just did not have the mental stamina when right. I wasn't doing school to be like, yeah, let's do a big project. But, like, since the COVID thing hit, and then on top of that, since I've completed school, I've done all kinds of things that I've initiated, and I've just done them, and Kayla's been very surprised. I mean, I, I've, uh, I, I built a fire pit because I wanted to, and I just did it, and it works, and it's great. I rebuilt, I tore down and rebuilt a retaining wall uh, next to our garage. Isn't that fun? Once you tear down a retaining wall and you put one back up, you notice retaining walls everywhere. Yes. And it's like, wow, somebody worked really hard. And yes. then you, every time you walk past your retaining wall, you're like, yeah. I built that. I rebuilt the retaining wall on Monday and I am still very sore from it. Those bricks were really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it myself. But you enjoyed it. Yes, and I did. And I did enjoy it. And I think that's part of it. It's like I've, I've had these moments of pride in things that I wouldn't have ever thought of having a moment of pride no. in. It would have just been a functional or somebody telling me to do something. But I did it because I wanted to do it. No, and this is certainly not bragging. This is no. like this is like the the reason I'm mentioning these things is because it's things I thought I would never do. Yeah, and it's also you just find yourself doing it, and you're like, "How did I acquire this skill?" Yeah, <laughs> I that was always my thing, and I remember asking my mom about this. I may have been a teenager at the time, or or somewhere in adolescence, and yeah. I was like, "Mom." When I'm a dad, how am I going to know yep. how to do what dad does? Like when something breaks or when something doesn't, you know, it doesn't do the thing. Right. 
or people have reached a meltdown point that mom can no longer fix or whatever. It's always like, dad, come fix it. And it's yeah. like, how does he? Yeah. Because my dad was a great fixer. And yeah. I'm like, how, how does he do that? And how in the world, if I get, I got married and had a kid at like 24, I didn't know how Anything. to do any of this stuff. Right. But you end up doing it. it totally. You learn it by doing it. And plus YouTube is a wonderful resource now. Yeah. I can't imagine oh. having to be handy around the house There's, without YouTube. Did you see the great YouTube channel, Dad, How Do I? No. There is a guy, and it's really, really cool, because not everyone has had a dad in their life, and he didn't have a dad in his life, but he learned how to do a number of things. Yeah. And it's like, Dad, how do I like clean out yeah. the garbage disposal? Dad, how do I change the oil in my car? Dad, how do I... And he walks you through in a very fatherly way. Huh. And he's kind and, and sincere, and it's it's really, really good stuff. I'll have stuff. to check that out. Yeah, because you, you like people putting things together. I do. I things. binge <laughs> weird things like that. I do. Um, I think that's what it's called. I'm going to look it up real quick. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I think one of the I knew I was a dad moments was when I was freaking out because my children wouldn't go to bed when that became a thing for me where I was legitimately frustrated to no end because I couldn't figure out how to get a tiny person that's a, a quarter of my size to stay in their bed and go to sleep. That was like, you say dad things and make dad threats yeah. in those moments that you're like, oh, I was never going to do this. I remember specifically time saying, when I'm an adult and I have kids, I will not do that thing. I you remember holding a one liter Mountain Dew bottle on a family trip. That, uh, the bottle was empty. And there was a fight going on in the back. And I said, if you guys don't knock it off, I'm hitting somebody with this bottle. <laughs> I'm like, geez, dad, good call. Oh, man. Yeah, dad, how do I fix most running toilets? How do I unclog a bathtub drain? How do I put up a shelf? How do I use a stud finder? Stud finders, I don't know if they're real. I yeah, have never had seem one like actually magic. work. Well, for me. Well, I think I need to watch this because so far, I well, you you hold it the way the studs go, and right. then you slide it back and forth across the wall, and it beeps with proximity, but it will also tell you if there's electric right back there, right? So you don't drill into the electric. Yeah, but I'm just I I don't <clears throat> yeah yeah, but that was those those. Yeah, the making the ridiculous. They should not be as cheap as they are for what they do. Yeah, and then and yet what at they the same do, time, I expect it to be an app on my phone. I don't right. know how or why, but I want there to just be a stud finder app that works on my phone. <laughs> I don't feel like that's unreasonable for me to expect. You know what I find is weird is that Apple app that will measure things for you. Yeah, that is bananas. I love it. It's bananas. I don't understand. Kayla always makes me use a tape measure though. She doesn't trust it. <laughs> Every time wrong? I will no, and I've proved it to her multiple <laughs> times, but she still doesn't trust it. Um, yeah, that was another one from acquiring tools. Like once I actually had a toolbox, and you start realizing an expanding how toolbox. They are. But just the reality, like that's such a dad thing, like having a toolbox. Right. I I have a small toolbox that I keep with me in my car, because like you never know when you're going to need a crescent wrench or whatever. I mean, just the fact that I said that sentence is one of the most dad things I could possibly say. I sent Lena in to get a channel locks pliers. 
Yeah. And usually I would just call these the channel locks. But I specifically remember one time my dad sent me for channel locks and I was standing in front of a toolbox going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea which of these is even remotely close to a channel locks. And so I told her it's the pliers that with the curvy head yeah. and, and the grooves in it that changed. And, right. and, and she's like, oh, okay, I think I know which one. I'm like, it has black handle, just bring me that one. It, and so like, that's when I knew I was a dad. I'm breaking something down. I'm having somebody run, get something oh, yeah. and bring it back to me. Yeah. <laughs> because a kid can't really help sometimes with what you're doing. Right. But a kid can run and get things. And I can never quite figure out why dad needed me on the job that he was doing. Clearly, this is a job that you're doing by yourself. Right. I'm contributing nothing, but I'm holding a light <laughs> but I'm and I'm running to get the toll. <sighs> I'm finding the tape. I'm moving the pan underneath. I'm like <laughs> one of picking the most... up that screw and finding two nuts from this container yeah. or whatever. One of the most miserable jobs I had ever working with my dad <laughs> in the yard was one year it was blistering hot out. And Lord love him. My dad always picks the worst times to decide he's going to do yard work. It's like he'll pick the hottest day of the year or, or he'll want to clean the house like right like an hour before we're supposed to leave on vacation. It's like we should have done this last night or yesterday or something. Not now. Um, but he just does that. He'll get weirdly fixated on things like that. But hot, just blisteringly hot, sun beating down. My dad's out working in the flower beds just in shorts tennis shoes and he says here take the hose and follow me around with it on the mist setting and just make sure it's just hitting me with water the whole time <laughs> that was my job and it was i was not young i was like my 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 parents moved into their house that they're currently in in 2001 and it was in that house and it was after we'd lived there for a while so i'm like I am somewhere between 17 and <laughs> 20 awesome. following my dad around, just spraying him with the, with the hose so that he's not getting overheated. On the, well, meanwhile, I'm getting overheated standing there. Oh, it was the worst job ever. But yeah, I, my kids aren't old enough for me to give them terrible jobs yet. Like right now, they're at the age where they're excited to do anything I ask them to do. Well... Any job I asked them to do, you know, so Strong's just recently discovered how to uh, unload the dishwasher. Yeah. And he thinks it's awesome. He thinks it's great. It's very slow, but he does a, he does a decent job for a four-year-old. That's um, great. You know, sometimes they do really well cleaning things up. Obviously, like building the retaining walls, all they wanted to do was help. I'm like, everything here is too heavy. Like, there's literally nothing. And so I started doing that kind of thing. Like, here's some pegs. Go take them over there and put them. Okay, now bring me one back where I could have just left them in a pile. No, I had them pile them somewhere else and just bring them back and forth to me. So, yeah, getting creative with the jobs that you try to give a kid, that's a, that's a big-time dad move for big, sure. Big thing for me the first time that I really knew that I was the dad of the house is when the first time I got my gun out of the side. Yes. Uh, out of from the bedside table thingy. Yep. And went to go through the house. Had to sweep the house. Because something bumped that was a little louder than normal, and we didn't know what it was. We're all upstairs. Who's going down in, yeah. <laughs> in his boxer shorts yeah. with a gun to check this out? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a weird experience, oh, dude. Oh, I know. The first time is weird. I, I had that I had that strange thing. We we just went on vacation. Wow. My my I've just reloaded my computer because I had a virus on it, and it just switched to a screensaver, A, that I've never seen, and B, that I didn't even know was set up to do. And it kind of freaked me out, out of the corner of my eye. Now Sheldon is literally yeah. getting lost I'm in mesmerized it. By it is it. very it's, mesmerizing. It's I, I like it. I do like it. But anyway, we're that's not what we're talking about. the house with a gun. Yeah. Um, but I kind of had that experience here recently. I mean, obviously, I've gone on longer trips with, uh, you know, with our family. My, you know, Kayla's got some family in Virginia, so that's about a... I think it's supposed to be like an eight-hour drive, but it's like a 10-hour drive because we've done it with, with infants and newborns and whatever, um, and feedings and all that. Well, we just went to South Carolina for vacation a couple of weeks ago, and I had that weird moment of like, this is just our family striking out on our own and going miles and miles and hundred, you know, hundreds of miles away, and we are it. Like, yeah. we are our own. Like, there's nobody out there. It's us. We know us. And that is it. And it was this weird thing of like, man, how did my dad feel driving these? You know, did he feel like this? Did it, was it this weird? With just a map? Yeah, this weird sense of the weight of responsibility of my right. wife and kids. I'm taking them and going and doing a thing. And then Kayla and I got into a long discussion about wagon trains and you know, striking out west back in the day, and I'm like, what would that have been like, and what would have inspired you to actually do that? And but it's just that odd feeling of like, I am, I am the, the essential protector of everything that's going on right now. You're the bottom line. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. The time I really <laughs> felt this, and it's, it's really dumb. We were driving back from Pennsylvania, and we were going up over the mountains in Center Hall. Mm. Like, there's a really big mountain in Center Hall that you kind of go up over, and then you jump on 80 and come out to Ohio. And we were going up over that a uh, couple mountains before that, like before Center okay. Hall. There was yeah. a couple twisty, windy roads. And it was starting to get dark, and I had my lights on. And over the crest of the one hill, all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't think I have one of my lights like stuff is looking dim and I wasn't yeah. sure. So I pulled over on the side of the road, both headlights at the same time gone. Ooh. And we are right in the middle of a six hour trip. We were three out, like two and a half hours in. Yeah. Maybe two out, two hours into a six hour trip. And I'm like, I'm in center hall. Who do I know here? And you feel that weight of like, what do we do? Do I have to get a hotel? And like, Jess isn't going to make that decision. It's going to fall on me. What, yeah. we, what we do next is on me. Yeah. And I'm like, it's all down to, well, the head, both headlights burned out <laughs> on the car. It's a like holiday weekend and no auto parts stores are going to be open at right. this time of night. It's like eight o'clock or something. And I'm like, what do I even do? It's down to me to fix right. it. Figure I remembered... It out. One of my coworkers at the time that his parents lived in Center Hall, and I knew his dad was mechanically inclined because I worked on airplanes, he worked on airplanes. Obviously, yeah. his dad was good with mechanics, so I called him. I'm like, "Hey, can this might be weird, but can I have your dad's number?" He's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Cause we're having an incident. We're in Center Hall." He's like, "I'm in Center Hall." <laughs> I'm like. 
awesome <laughs> <laughs> like guess what we're so about to good. do we ended up going to four auto parts stores before we found one that was open that had the headlights oh. and they were just about getting ready to close it was so close oh yeah and then his dad helped us put it all back together and i'm like how did this happen yeah. how did this possibly <laughs> even work out none of this was my skill yeah like, yeah, I was at the bottom line and I came through and for the kids, that's always my thing for these kids. I clearly look like a magical being. Oh, I know. I know that from their perspective, I do. Yeah. But I'm not. No, I'm guessing. Right. But I totally still remember being in that in that position when when your mom and dad are making a decision, particularly your dad and you're you are you're like, wow. And by I'm the fact staring that they at just him did like. It. How are you going to do that? Yeah. Like, I remember going on camping trips and rivers of water running through our tent while we're yeah. trying to sleep. And we're all like, what's dad going to do to fix this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's I think awesome. I think one of the moments that made me feel like a dad was the first time I uttered the sentence, ask your mom. <laughs> Go ask your mother. Don't ask me. Go ask your mother. Or or the other one is, where is your mother? <laughs> where's mom? Yeah, where's mommy? Go find her. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Now, having a kid in middle school, a daughter in middle school, one of the funnest things is to get the eye rolls from telling dad jokes. Oh, yeah. Telling jokes that are so bad that they are embarrassing for the person listening. <laughs> And having zero shame. <laughs> or finding the hippest, coolest, newest phrase, whatever it is, that you randomly heard some kids say it. Oh, yeah. And just saying it loudly and boldly in front of your kids. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it just, it brings out the best eye roll and just like, <gasps> that you could possibly. And I don't know what that feeling is, but I want it all the time. Oh yeah. I want that feeling all the time oh, to just word. catch the complete disdain of a middle schooler that cannot believe how impossibly stupid I'm being. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so satisfying. Yeah, I have not had that experience yet. Oh, it's I, a good I will one. look will, forward to it. Yeah. And uh, isn't that the weirdest thing? I, I was thinking about that. I think Kayla and I were even talking about it the other day. But how much the same place we're in in life, you and I, <laughs> but not at all parenting-wise. Yeah, like, you're slightly older than me, but, like, my kids are quite way a bit older, older than, than my kids. And your kids, you're going to have a lot of kids that are a lot closer. Yeah. So, like, your experience parenting is going to be different. Different than mine. Yeah. But it's just funny, like, <laughs> how, how different that is for both of us. Because, I mean, I am. I'm very much still in the, the, the early quadrant of parenting. I have people question if I'm dad. Yeah, I was. At a, I can totally believe that I, with Lena, especially. Yeah. She's so tall. My daughter is tall for her age, like quite a bit tall for her age, and she's, yeah, she's taller than my wife. Yeah. So and, so it's like, and I look a little young for thirty six. Yeah. So when we're out and about, I have her, and then Rylan, is obviously her brother, but. The relation between all of us isn't totally clear. Am I totally. an uncle? Am I an older brother? What am I? Anyway, we're we're at uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, 
And I remember this because I was just getting hair product for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I, I give some sort of gift certificate or something. Yeah. That I needed to use the last little bit. I go in and I'm checking out and the cashier will not ring me up. <laughs> she's <laughs> She was being conversational. She's just like, she's like, are these your kids? And I'm like, yeah, they're my kids. And she's <laughs> like, no. And I'm like, no, they're my kids. She's like, nope, I don't believe it. She's like, that's, that's not. And I'm like, do you want to see my license? She's like, yeah. And so I had to get out my license and show her my age to buy like hair gel. <laughs> it was, it was the weirdest experience. We just had an experience where we were at a, we went to an Olive Garden cause we got a, a kidless date night. So we went to, I don't even remember where we were, but, uh, the, um, the you waitress. went to a restaurant? We did. It was great. How glorious was that? It was awesome. I haven't been in one since the COVID thing. It was awesome. It was very good. I can't wait. Um, it was not crowded, which was also awesome. Um, but our waitress, when we told her that we had three kids, she was shocked because she just thought we looked so young. And, you know, we were kind of, oh, you know, thanks, whatever. You know, we're not that, you're not that young, whatever. And she goes, well, well, you know, you know, you just seem so young to have three kids. And, and of course, my wife said, well, how old do you think we are? Oh. And they guessed, and she guessed three years older than Kayla for Kayla. And I'm like, what do you think of as young? If you just guess that she's 33. But with she shouldn't three, have kids With three at kids 33. at 33. I'm like, um. So that was a weird little experience. <laughs> I think you telegraphed to her that you weren't as. I think, it, I I think, think that's what happened exactly. Overcorrected. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. My uh, I I do remember my first feeling of like the dad moment. Like the one like oh no, I'm it. <laughs> the very first one I will never forget and it was driving home with Kayla and Strong from the hospital that very first time. Oh yeah, it's weird moment. It was fine in the hospital. I didn't have this sense of like mostly you're just excited and you're tired. And you could sleep on a on a pine board and think it was the most comfortable bed in the world because you're just so exhausted. Not to mention the fact that your wife is way more exhausted than you are, and yep. yet you're still trying to keep this little thing alive. You know, but there's still staff around. There's nurses. There's people that are constantly coming in and out. Visitors. Everybody else is holding the baby all the time. It's not really fully just you. But we literally get in the car and we're driving back, and I'm going like. 10 to 15 miles per hour slower than I normally <laughs> than do driving because it's driven. raining out and whatever. And Kayla's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's just, it's raining and, and it's, I just want to make sure we're okay. We get, she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, really? It's happened already. This moment has happened. And uh, yeah, that was my first like, oh wow. And my second one was the first time that somebody handed strong to me when he was screaming. I was like, oh Yeah. I'm the one. I can make this better. I'm the one that's supposed to fix this. <laughs> it is weird because you can't do anything about it. Of course. Of yeah. And usually you're the one <laughs> handing it off to somebody else. Take this. It makes noise. Yep. Oh, man. Throwing, throwing the ball with your kid is next level awesome. Yeah. It just is. It's good. Yeah. And, you know, Ryland gave up baseball this year, and I feel, I feel mixed feelings about mm. that because – he just, he couldn't, he got frustrated hitting the ball. Yeah. Like he just, and I'm like, I keep telling him it's going to get better. You're going to be okay. But he loves football. So yeah. whatever. 
now we throw football, but it's just like throwing throwing the ball with your kid is so much fun. Yeah. Like it, I, I've just started doing that with Strong this year. So, yeah, he's four, not even quite four and a half yet, I don't think. But um, I got those uh, those Velcro paddle gloves yeah. because he – like he throws he throws really well like especially for a four-year-old like he throws really well really accurately if you can keep him focused um but he can't catch for anything with a ball glove because his the dexterity is just not there and plus the ball glove he has is just a crappy little plastic thing that's more a a dress-up toy than it is an actual glove to be used so i saw these actually we found them while we were in north or we were in south carolina somebody just left them on the beach and so like all right free free catch paddles i don't even know what those things are called i don't know but either. anyway so we brought him back and and i've been playing catch with him with that and he just thinks it's great because you know he can actually catch the ball and throw it back to me and i'm like i never realized how great of a training tool these things are for for yeah. baseball move forward but yeah that's been a new experience and one that i've really enjoyed getting to do with him lately yeah i committed early on and nobody told me i had to do this but i just committed early on if he ever asked to throw i'm not turning that down for yeah. anything whatever i got it's over now yeah like we're gone yeah i think i turned it down once and i literally could not get out of what i had going yeah or it was like getting dark and close to bedtime or something like that i don't yeah. remember what it was but yeah i can think of only one time because it 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 means that much to me, mm -hmm. but yeah, I have really good memories from, you know, playing catch or shag and fly balls with my dad growing up. Actually, we, I, I actually left my glove at his house cause I meant to, we were going to play catch today, but we didn't actually get to do it. Last year was the first time. And I don't remember how long that we didn't actually play catch over the summer. Really? I was like, didn't like it. We're not going to do that ever again. So Yeah. Soon as soon as we get a chance, we're gonna do that again. This that's this pretty summer. cool. That's a pretty cool thing to keep yeah. up. I don't know why. It's just a thing we've always done. Yeah. 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 It, there's something too. Like, I don't know. It seeing a dad from a kid's perspective. I remember how I saw my dad, and now I see a little bit why I could see him that way. Like, yeah. He's the biggest, baddest sports star that ever was because he can throw the ball like a country mile yeah and it's like because i couldn't throw the ball very far i yeah. now see that you yeah. know but when you're throwing with your kid like i can i can tell him all the ways to get better as he's trying out new right. things because i can coach you up that far yeah. i mean i played into high school but i didn't play that far right but i played farther than you so i can right help you. <laughs> exactly yeah and then my but you don't realize how magical that seems to a kid right. until you're on this side of well it. and then you had my dad who not only was that a factor, but he also had a pro level arm. Yeah. Like literally pro level arm. Oh, and that'd so, be crazy cool. So yeah, like I remember he would have he would have teen guys that would be like, Oh, throw me a fly ball, I bet I can catch it. And you know what? And he would just launch it up into the air, like straight up. Like I would remember watching him coil down and literally throw it straight up there and it would just disappear. And you're like, Well, okay. And when's it gonna come down? Oh, okay, here it comes and it was it was insane, and he man he could throw. Always made me sad that I wasn't a lefty. My dad has a killer glove that I would love to have, but it use it's useless for me because he's lefty. He's, he's lefty. Yeah, that's always, a blessing. Always made me sad that I couldn't be a lefty. <laughs> but yeah, you know you know you know your dad was a decent more than decent ball player when he went from never playing organized baseball to being a starting pitcher in college. 
Like that's that's something. Yeah. People <laughs> that switch sports out of nowhere, like Antonio Gates playing basketball all the way through and then switches sports entirely. Yeah. And goes to football. Yeah. I'm just like, how? <laughs> <laughs> or like guys like I remember my first football camp yeah. when everybody's going over plays and, and motion and all this stuff. And I'm like, what is happening? I've yeah. watched football all my life and I don't understand yeah. what's happening here. Yeah. But yeah, it is funny that that since I, that actually just happened, we were doing something simple. And I don't know if it was, if it was something baseball related or not. I don't remember. But I did something and Strong literally got wide and went, how did you do that? And I was like, I just did it. It yeah. wasn't a big deal, but you know, and it is. It's just the that wide-eyed amazement at the thing that you do that's not a big deal. And I think the thing that changes for you when you become a dad is you are that amazing to a kid when you're a teenager. Like yeah. when you're 17, 18-year-old kids, little kids think you're like yeah, amazing. Yeah. And you don't realize it because you're not aware of totally. little kids other than they're being annoying. Right. But right. once they're your little kids, it makes it makes it different because you're like, I care what this little guy thinks about me or right. this little girl. I care what they think about me. Totally. And it means a it means a lot to make a difference in their life. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I saw little kids before looking up to you, but it's and they, they would probably think that all those things are just as amazing. Yeah. But when you become a dad is when your heart changes. Totally towards those little totally. guys. And I've always been a kid person. Like even when I was a kid, like single or early du double digits, like I was always wanted to hold babies and hang out. Like that was always a thing for me for whatever really? reason. Yeah, always was. Always loved kids. Always loved, you know, that was always something I knew was on my checklist of things to like, yeah, yeah. definitely going to be a dad. That's going to be, a, that's going to be a thing for me. I was too. I mean, I was a camp counselor and yeah. helped out all kinds of different things with that, where I worked with kids. Like right. I've, been working with kids for a long time so for me that was always a thing too and I I didn't think about it at the time but me and Jess were either just dating or hadn't quite started dating and we were on some sort of missions trip or something and I remember talking like there was a whole bunch of kids around and you could just tell the one kid that was feeling left out oh yeah I just went down and sat beside her and was talking to her and she was telling me all these stories and I was talking to her and and uh, at the end, we had to go, and she, like, gave me a big hug and stuff. And Jess was like, that was the moment that she knew. Like, <laughs> she's like, that was the moment. I just saw something in your interaction with her that I'm like, this guy could do well with kids. Like, he could take care of our kids. He could be okay. Yeah. Like, that was one of the things. And how, how you treat somebody that, you know, doesn't have anybody else really looking out for him right now. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. I don't know. My, my my wife realized I was the one when she was literally on a trip to leave me for three months. <laughs> I don't know what I think about that, but that's, <laughs> what, that's what it was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I knew for sure that she was the one, like, walking down the aisle. Yeah. Like, that was, I actually had a moment, but I don't know. You realize we just we, we don't we believe just in the one. Yeah, I was gonna say we did just both use a phrase that we actually don't believe in but no, at all. That for me that's appropriate. Like she became I, the one. She became the one on the way down the aisle for yep. me. Like that that is what I believe. And yeah. it, it 
but it actually happened to me that way. So yeah. I can be open to other people's interpretations or experience. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We do have an episode called The One. We which do. I am very proud of. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that. We're coming up on our 100th episode. We are. We are. We're like, this is going to, this is an episode, I think, like 98. Is this 98? Or I think this, I think the last one was 97. So I think this one okay. will be 98. So I really would love to go back and do some review for the 100th episode and basically say, okay, what are some things that we've listened back to and go, all right, I was right about this or nope, I don't think this way anymore. Like, do we want to do a 100th episode like little recap and revision, you know, like what do we want to do? Is this the place that we want to figure that out? I don't know, but it just occurred to me and I'm staring across the table from you. So I'm like, hey, 100th episode's coming up. We need to talk about that. All right. And if you guys have better ideas than that for our 100th episode, go ahead and hit us up. But we may not care. We may just do what we want. So be prepared. Facebook.com slash the things we say podcast. The things we say at mail.com. Yes. Send us, send us your ideas for rejection. Yeah. Possible rejection. <laughs> Nate likes rejecting your ideas. I don't no, like rejecting <laughs> ideas. I just like my ideas, my own ideas, my own thoughts. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we were talking about that earlier, my need to be liked, and Nate's not caring if you I like just, him or not. <laughs> I just don't. I don't care. It's never occurred to me to wonder if somebody likes me or not. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Spend way too much time thinking stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, the, the job of a dad is a weird one. You spend a lot of time doing things that people are like, what is he actually doing right <laughs> now? <laughs> like, that's 90% of it. And half of that's you're wondering that yourself. Right. What am I doing right now? Yeah. And sometimes it's about wasting time with people, which yeah. is meaningful. Sometimes it's wasting time by yourself. I would say there's maybe 10% of the time I'm doing something that is fairly worthwhile and somewhat impressive. Yes. On a low level. Yes, totally. But it's not all the time. Yeah. And especially with young kids, like the days go long. Yes. It just, it just does. Yeah, they do. I remember playing so much Madden <laughs> when the no. kids were younger. I mean, they sleep so much and they just, I don't know. It was just a thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of boring time. It's like you put the kids to bed at seven. What do you do with the rest of the night? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very true. And half the time you burn the night and you're like, oh, well, I guess we should go to bed. Right. We just binge watch four episodes of whatever for no reason. But you need time to just unwind from all of that. Yeah. Not have somebody making demands of you and touching you constantly. Yeah. That's a thing. Like, I, I like hugging and, and people like physical touch. That's yeah. totally fine. So that has never bothered me. But there's another person in my house that does not enjoy that as much. And yeah. they will hit their... Level light, like nobody touch me. This is not happening. Yeah. No, I've I've always been a physical touch person, but it's one thing getting hugs and and <laughs> snuggles and whatever, but like punches and kicks and pinches and bites and the things that sticking things in your ears and your mouth. And yes, yeah, and and all the the invasive, you don't know personal space 
you don't understand personal space things. Like it's just like I've I've had moments where my kids I'm like get oh. off of me, get away from me. Have you just had get away from me, please? Don't have leave the room. Just don't touch me. Step back. You stay there. <laughs> I'm gonna be right I'm here. I'm going over here. This have, is my spot. Have you had that moment where you're carrying something in your hands, and you go to set it down and be like, "Nope, that will be destroyed there." Yes. I'm going to select yes. this other spot for this. Oh thing. yes. Like the conscious you, thought of yeah, this will get destroyed here. That thing is in near danger of getting destroyed. Yeah. Can they reach this here? Yes. Everything in my house and its proximity to being destroyed. Right. Did you did you ever accidentally put Rylan down thinking he could stand before he could stand? <laughs> I would try things out like but that. But not like but an experiment. Like, like okay, because... No, because all your kids are so close yeah. in age. It's a similar sized True. kid. Because, yeah, I could be like... And especially because Eowyn's very stand. small. I've, I've never... I never did it with Eowyn, but... I almost did it with Normandy the other day. She barely sits up on her own. She's she's just about is she seven months or eight months? But she sits up. She can sit up on her own, but she'll tip over real easy, you know, and doesn't think much of it because she's trying to get something, but not crawling, not doing anything. And I was going. I was on in our kitchen on our hard floor, and I literally went to put her down and just set her up like she was going to just stand and walk away. And I caught myself, and I'm like, that would have been disastrous. She literally would have just face planted, collapsed into a little a little baby fat pile onto the hard floor. And I was terrified. I'm like, no, that's not a good thing. How is this happening? We're supposed to keep these ones alive. Yes, at least for a while. <laughs> There's a certain level of requirement for me to do that for a while. That's my responsibility. But, oh, my word, it was, it was terrifying and then hilarious very quickly after that. But, yeah. Teaching firearms was another one for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, haven't not firearms, BB guns. It's not really a firearm. It's an air rifle. So. But still, it, it has yeah. the same it's principles. It's got all the principles. Yeah. And I got I, one of the best things. Ryland found like a ten dollar BB uh, pistol. Oh yeah, and it and it's got some of the same mechanics as a regular pistol. Yeah. But that pistols were never anything I was familiar with. Everything was yeah. long guns. Yep. Up until I became an adult and I bought my first handgun. Yeah. And I learned all of that stuff as an adult. But it was cool to like walk him through the difference between rifles and handguns and how you hold it yeah. and all that. He's doing really well, and yeah. so is my daughter. They're like they're both doing really, really well with, with the BB guns. And yeah. I'm like, maybe <laughs> you're gonna get an upgrade. <laughs> Let's shoot soon. Grandpa's 22 there for a go. while <laughs> before yeah. we bring one to our house because I remember 12 year old me not being highly responsible. Yeah. With pellet guns, much less yeah. 22s. Yeah, I never, I, I never had access to actual firearms growing up. Like that mm. was just not something we ever had in our house. The closest thing to that was my grandpa had an old Sears and Roebuck twenty-two that he'd ordered from a mail order catalog all those years ago that I found in his closet one time and went and got my dad and like, hey, what is this? Can I see this? Can you come show this to me? And it's the one that he had when I actually have it in my gun safe right now. It'll actually be Strong's one day, but uh, I'm thinking about actually. Getting out, getting that twenty-two out, and letting Strong have a go at it—not this summer, but next summer when he's five, because yeah. he's big enough that I think he could almost do it already. 
Yeah. Um, but I, I think one more year would be best for him. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to going and shooting together. Uh, you know, my wife is just starting to get into some of that too. So I'm hoping that we can all, that could be a family thing, a range day for the whole family. I think it would be the, fun. Yeah. That'd be for awesome. Sure. But yeah. <laughs> Plus I want to build a shooting range someday in a house that I have that's not in the middle of the city like this. <laughs> I will do that one day. We will live someplace where I can do that. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't have a good place at our house right now yeah. to do that. But yeah. But yeah, dad dad is a specific and very weird job. Yeah. It really is. They're, you're you're not expected to be they don't want you as often as they want mom. Right. Mom is clearly higher. Yes, on the totem pole. Right. But you're like the you're like the you're not even the foundation. You're, the you're vice like the, president. Yeah, you're you're like the like those that rusty iron thing that they, they bolt down to the concrete so that they can put the beam in it. You know that? You know, like oh, that. Yeah. That's what you are. You're you're the thing that's just anchoring everybody there. But you're not really uh you're you're a fixture. You're not necessarily much else. Although my kids do love me. It's not what I'm saying yeah. that. They they do love me. But yeah, most of the time it's mom they want and, and you're just there to point to where she is. Yeah, I, honestly, she's got all the skills. Yeah. I'm, I'm not bringing you a whole lot yeah. to this. Although I will say my, my experience with my kids, I think, has been a little unusual in that. First of all, can I just say, dads, please don't ever refer to your children and say that you're babysitting them. Yeah, that's, that's You painful. are their parent. You are never babysitting your own children unless they're not actually your own children, which that's a whole other discussion you may want to have yeah, with somebody. if you're babysitting, you're getting paid. Yes, Yes. So don't say that phrase. You're not babysitting your kids. You, you, they are, you're, you're parenting. You're being a parent. <laughs> your wife is away. But I've, but I've had the unique ability uh, and, and opportunity is the word I want to use, not ability, to basically single parent my kids on the weekends, like in the evenings on the weekends. Now, I have help from my mom on Sundays because of, of church and all that, but, you know, evenings... It's just me and the three kids. So, you know, I'm doing baths, I'm doing teeth, I'm doing hair, which I still haven't learned how to braid yet. Um, you know, diapers, feedings, like all of those things, just me. And so there, there is a little bit more of that mom-like dependence on me from my kids because they've experienced me being the only one available yeah. at times, although they still ask for their mom when they know that she's not around when she's at work. All the time. All the time. I want mommy. Me too. Mommy's not here. <laughs> but, uh, but so I, 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 I have a bit more of a unique relationship there that I, I think most dads don't get to have because most dads don't have their kids on their own like that at that age. I mean, right. my kids are four, two, and, and seven months. And we've been doing this More for... More power to you if yeah. that's your lot in life. You're learning quick, like drinking from a fire hose. It is. It is. <laughs> Through your nostrils. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's been good. But yeah, some nights are tough. <laughs> and it's always Saturday nights. Like tonight, they're sleeping great. They're all asleep right now. They're dead to the world, out asleep. Last night, that wasn't the case. It was after 10 before my oldest two finally completely settled down and by the time I went to bed, Normandy was up wanting to eat, and she woke up again a few hours later, and I had to be up to get to get to church this morning and all kinds of things. So 
Saturday nights are usually the rough night. If it's if we're gonna have a rough night during the weekend, it's gonna be on Saturday night. But yeah, that's that's I get to have a a little bit of a unique dad experience. If kids hate one thing, it's bedtime. They why do they hate it so much? Because it's the end of the fun, and there's no guarantee there's gonna be any fun at all tomorrow. But there's always fun tomorrow. No. No, no, you're <laughs> killing the immediate fun and not offering any for sure fun in the morning. Plus, oh, man. sleep is boring. <laughs> <laughs> but there are dreams and things that happen that are fun. No. No. That's something you fell in love with as a dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I love sleeping. <laughs> I love it so much. And so much as a more kid, now. Sleep is a penalty, it's, it's a punishment. Oh. It's the end of fun. Yeah. And it should never happen when it's light outside. No, and right now it is. <laughs> We're in that stage of, of summer where it is happening with the light outside. Oh, man. But it is. Like, I fight with them to go to sleep, and I'm like, why? Just do it, and then you'll wake up, and it'll be morning, and you can do all the things you want to do. You literally get up and walk out of your room into a toy room every morning. Like, that's well, all you have to do. Oh, but yeah. And, and you say the most unreasonable things <laughs> when you're trying to get a child to go to sleep. I mean, <laughs> and things that you don't mean and the things that you would never actually do. Like the, uh, the <laughs> I'm not even going to tell myself, myself for that. Oh, threatening, bargaining, begging, begging. Yeah. Crying. <laughs> Has there been crying? I don't think there's been crying. They've cried. I haven't cried. They've cried. No crying from me. Oh, man. But yeah, dad, dadisms. And then when they get to the age mine are, they think they should determine the bedtime. Oh, yeah. They're like, it's insane that we have to go to bed at eight. We should get to go to bed at nine. I'm like, if you can tell me the last time that both of you were in bed by eight... I will let your bedtime be nine. <laughs> Nobody in our house has ever been in bed at eight. Oh, it doesn't man. happen. And yet their bedtime is eight. Because yeah. we tell them after eight, hey, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> bedtime is virtually 830, 845, yeah. anytime before nine. Yeah, that'll be interesting. We think our bedtime should be nine. Great. It already is. <laughs> Well, I think I think Strong has my night owl tendencies, which is going to be scary the older he gets. Oh, yeah. And right now, my oldest two share a room, which is just terrible, because Eowyn is always intentionally keeping Strong up. Always. Always fights. Always something. Picking, prodding, poking. Ugh. It's okay. We're dads. We, we need dads. to go get to sleep, though. Yeah. We would love some sleep. Yes. And I'm going to stay up and do more recording after you leave. <laughs> Just for a little bit, I think. Because these are a few of our favorite things. These are a few of our favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> well, thanks oh, for man. joining us on this wondrous journey. Yes. We felt rambly tonight, and we succeeded. Yep. I am proud of the so-called work that we have done tonight. <laughs> And oh, for this yeah. reason, I'm out. Yes. It's become my favorite phrase. I stole yes. it from Shark Tank. <laughs> I'm out. I use it to get out of conversations at work that are starting to get uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> Anything Does political? Does that work? 
Uh, it's like somebody will bring up something vaguely political or racial or something. I'll just be like, and for that reason, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh, man. It just takes me out and I leave. And I leave. I don't know if it works or not. It's just something I started doing. But you do it's it. It's probably really annoying. It's a transition. Oh, man. All right. Well, I have no response to everything we've just done. So I'm just going to say. No, there's no way of wrapping Yeah, I'm it just going to say, see you guys. We'll catch you next week for our almost 100th episode. Our almost 100th episode. And we'll maybe have an idea of what we're actually going to do. <laughs> there ain't no way we're going to have an idea. We got to do something, though. It's a thing. But anyway, all right. Catch you guys later. Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.